Hello, and welcome to the first ever Choosing Fearless podcast. And my name is Maxwell Frost. The reason I created this podcast is because fear is currently the water we swim in. So much so, it's difficult to know what life outside the bowl is even like. So I wanted to interview people who are the outliers, people who don't have fear as the loudest voice in their lives, to get inspired by the kind of lives they've lived and how they've pushed through fear and through limiting beliefs, as well as the tips, tools, and tricks they use to get to that space. When I begin to talk about these things, people immediately go to, well, not all fear is bad. It's good to have fear when you're running from a lion. And I said, yes, that's great. When was the last time you ran from a lion? It's wild the extent we go consciously and subconsciously to defend fear and often not even realize it. And in doing so, live a much smaller life than we're made for. I did have this running from a line fear this past February. I did a bicycle trip with my friend David and we were gonna bike the length of frozen Lake Baikal in Siberia. It's gonna be about a month long trip. We're gonna go from north to south, biking on glare ice, sleeping on ice, completely self-sustained. We're about three days in and it's going terribly. We're pushing our bikes because the snow's too deep and then the wind's so strong we can barely even see where we're going and we're camping on the ice. It's so cold at night that we can't feel our fingers so we can't make dinner. So dinner's transitioned into Snickers bars and vodka because vodka does warm you up. But we're getting ready to set up our tent because the sun's going down. We can't feel our fingers. So we're trying to put our tent poles together with our palms and pinching our thumb and our pinky together to put the poles together. And then this, the cord is so cold, it actually loses all elasticity. The, the cord that keeps all the poles together. We finally get the tent set up and get inside. And the condensation that built up over the previous three or four days resulted in snowflakes coming from the roof onto our faces. We're in a tent getting snowed on. So the outside of the sleeping bag is frozen. And we're in the warmest possible place we can be in our sleeping bags, in our tent, and we're freezing. We're doing push-ups in our sleeping bags just to get the blood flowing so we don't die. And then we begin to hear cracks under us. We're on a frozen lake that's always moving. You hear all these noises like going off in the distance because these lakes are always moving and the, the ice is bumping up against other pieces of ice and over other pieces of ice. And those long sort of distant bomb sounds are good sounds. That's the sharp cracks under you that you need to worry about especially when there's multiple cracks in a row, which began happening. We heard one crack and then another crack. And this adrenaline begins going inside of you, that running from a lion fear. Your heart feels like it's gonna bust out of your shirt, but you don't know what to do because if you go outside, we're leaving the warmest possible scenario to go outside where we might die of hypothermia, trying to drag this tent off the ice. And there's no good place to drag it off the ice because there's no flat spots. There's a mountain range that drops right into the lake. So it's lake and then mountains. We have a sat phone, but there's no one that's gonna get there in time to help. So that does absolutely no good. Later, David said he actually had his thumb on the, the switch to call an SOS if we needed it, even though he fully knew there's no way they would've got there in time. I mean, it's 15, 20 below. 
But finally, the cracks started popping and cracking and popping and popping and cracking. And we got to the point where we realized, we're going to go into this lake. So at the same time, we both shot because these cracks were increasing in the intensity that they were cracking. And it's the bad cracks, the sharp splintering cracks, you know, for sure. This is not good. And we jump out of tent, drag it off to the lake to something that resembled flat-ish ground. And we got, finally got to the shore and we look back out at all of our stuff, 3 a.m., it's pitch dark and realize it's not worth risking our lives to go back out there to get our bikes in gear, praying that they'd be there in the morning. Three weeks later, when I returned back to Southern California, I realized that I had that same anxiety and fear inside of me on the frozen lake by call in Siberia at night as the ice under me was cracking that I did three weeks later thinking about my inbox at work. Most people know me as the person that goes on adventures to potentially dangerous corners of the planet, but they don't know me as the person who has this deep fear of not meeting a beautiful brunette who's curious and adventurous that I want to spend the rest of my life with. And most people don't know that I have a low-grade fear and anxiety that I'm too old to have children. This podcast is as much for me as it is for you because we all have fear and anxiety. It's the most common and constant experience people have across the globe. And it's easy to think that successful people don't have the same fears and anxieties that we do, which simply isn't true. The more I hang out with crazy successful people, the more I learn that they not only have the same fears and anxieties we have, but have figured out how to push through those fears into their best lives. In fact, for many of them, fear is often an indicator that they're actually on the right track. Some of them even use fear as the fuel they need to be able to get to their desired result. Join me as I interview top drawer individuals in the business world, in athletics, musicians, doctors, and artists, so that together we can live bigger and bolder lives.